2: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: It's the Roundball Rock podcast starring Dave Schilling. Oliver Miller, Eddie Curry, Joey Devine, Kevin Duckworth, Robert Tractor Trailer, Sean King, Dexter Pittman. Thank you, Patreons, Tyler Brown! Thank you, Tyler! Jackson Murphy! Thank you, Jackson! Daniil! Thank you, Daniil! Musical guest, the Fat Boys! And now, the temporary host of Roundball Rock... Joey Devine.
4: Hi, it's me, Joey Divine, your temper. Why is this music still playing? <laughs> what is happening? I can't find Fargo! There it goes.
3: <laughs>
4: Alright, uh. It's me, Joey Devine, your temporary (laughs) host of the Roundball Rock podcast. We are off to a great start to our first full episode in two weeks. (laughs) Uh, I'm your temporary host. This is Roundball Rock. And I'm here as always with America's Uncle Dad, Sean Keen. Sean,
5: how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm, li- I'm glad you let A. Whitney Brown cook there a little <laughs> yeah, bit. That was really, nice. really did. Uh, um, I hung out with both of my nephews uh, this afternoon in preparation for this podcast.
4: Well, Sean, that's an interesting question, because, I mean, an in- that's an interesting fact, because I had a question for you. Yeah. Which is, uh, do you know, is one of your nephews uh, the... Um, privileged white kid that Paul George is searching for who hit and run his car. I
5: mean, that's uh, that kid's in trouble. But you know what? Let me, let me tell that kid something. If you could just stay on the run until May, he's not going to do shit.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yep. Just, uh, you got to make
5: it through the regular season and Paul George will be powerless to do anything against you. Um,
4: we should Run tell like the listeners a zone on him. Uh, yeah, we should tell the listeners what I'm referring to, which is Paul George on his Instagram story, posted a picture of a um, I want to say a kid who looks like he would defend Barstool sports on Twitter behind the wheel, looking very scared through a window with the text anybody know who this kid is dm me this kid hit and run my brand new car today then dipped without giving me his driver's license if you know him tag him
5: i mean i feel like (laughs) maybe paul george is opening this up to a lot of people being tagged as a joke Mm -hmm. Uh, i I don't Uh think this is uh, a good way to find this person uh, my nephew... i do i think he's gonna find this person but not not from this not from tagging them <laughs> like like i i imagine there are like a thousand people tagged in the replies right now. <laughs> uh i doubt neither of my nephews has an instagram handle however mm-hmm. oh no actually i'm sorry i'm sorry my youngest nephew does have an instagram handle mm-hmm well, so, does
4: he have a driver's license? No, he does not turn two for 10 days. Uh,
5: the five year old does have uh, like a pretty elaborate toy car that uh, my my sister, not his not his mother, his aunt uh, gotten a little bit of trouble for getting mm-hmm. him for Christmas because it is uh, real fun, like too fun, embarrassing his own parents kind of fun. <laughs> Um, uh, but uh, that nephew is not a white kid, so that mm. uh, that works out well. It, I well, mean, he's way to he doesn't wait a brag. Wait a yeah, brag. Wait a brag. Sean. <laughs> look, look,
6: look, I'm
4: pretty woke. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, I mean, hey, hey, Sean, I have a message for you. Uh-huh.
5: Up yours, woke moralists. <laughs> we'll see who cancels who. <laughs> um,
4: Uh, some business Uh off the top Uh, roundrockpod at gmail.com is how you email us Uh, hit (laughs) us up on twitter um, the site that uh, uh, is for non-woke moralists now um, (laughs) at roundrockpod roundrockpod patreon.com slash roundrockpod is where you can hear Sean Try and review all of Shaq's businesses.
5: Um yeah. Sean, do you have any updates in that regard? Uh I do actually. <laughs> I put up a podcast about a Shaq endorsed uh phone game called Top War, mm-hmm. which feels like not the right adjective and noun combination.
6: Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Like,
5: <laughs> like Top War is weird. It's like Ship. anyway that i didn't love the game joey you know you know how much of a gamer i am but you, you can have, check that which out which is so weird because you
4: do love his printer ink
5: um i do i do um <laughs> and uh we joey and i uh-huh. each in the past uh, few weeks have ordered and consumed uh a chacaroni pizza from mm-hmm. papa john's Joey, and, uh, did spoiler, you eat the it was whole... the worst pizza i think i've ever did you eaten. have did you did you eat the whole shakaroni yourself
4: no i had like no we can't talk about it well you okay, gotta yeah, subscribe yeah, yeah. to the right? patreon
5: yeah um, um and what's that's... what's what's the new project we're reviewing joey uh
4: us and some friends are gonna watch every episode of the new fox show special forces world's <laughs> toughest test um, yeah uh, where uh, <laughs> Dwight Howard and Anthony Scaramucci do boot camp um,
5: can I, can I just tell you my favorite thing about it so far? Yeah, yeah, definitely. um so and then, you know there's the the collection at the beginning they say uh the you know, there's sixteen people competing and the people are from sports entertainment and politics Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) there's one person from politics (laughs) it's anthony skirmoji he's all he's just he's in a category by himself like Mm -hmm. no one else is even i'm trying to think who's the most political of anyone else on the show well
4: well, i actually think there is someone on the show that is more political than Anthony Scaramucci because he was mooch? only in politics for two days. It was eleven days. Oh, Joey, oh, he just me. showed some respect um, to the mooch. But no, uh, I think uh, John and Kate plus eight. Kate is actually more of a political figure than Anthony Scaramucci. <laughs> See, I was I
5: was gonna say maybe Doctor Drew Pinsky uh-huh. could be, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, because he's like a COVID denier, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's political. But All I right, feel man, like
4: Kate uh sort of invented the Karen archetype that has now dominated hey, uh woke moralists <laughs> that's not that's not fair to
5: Kate at all <laughs> yeah i think it is <laughs> i don't think she's i don't think she's like i don't know i never watched uh John and Kate plus 8 but didn't wasn't her husband just like a uh, like an adulterous creep yes I mean, but also
4: is... she was like a monster huge bitch with that haircut
5: i didn't really i didn't remember that she was yeah you need bitch. to
4: watch the show we I guess my, I... I was look even you watch the show i mean look he was horrible obviously but she was like uh on just like a day-to-day level like a pretty bad person
5: <laughs> all right okay fair fair enough fair enough um yeah i didn't uh i didn't i never really watched it uh
4: anyway sean a little preview something happened on that show in the first like four minutes uh where i was like i know who is going to win this wow um so Are you going to reveal yes, that yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I'm gonna,
5: not going to save it for the
4: Patreon? Oh, well, no, because we'll talk about it more in depth on the
5: Patreon, okay. but I'll tell you You've right now. You've already decided you know who's going to win.
4: Yes, and it's because, so for those of you that haven't been watching.
5: <laughs> we're, we're three episodes <laughs> in. Yeah.
4: Um, they constantly put the Guantanamo Bay black bags on their heads, mm-hmm. on the celebrities' heads, and then pull yeah. them off. And they did that in the first 30 seconds of the show. And there was only one quote-unquote celebrity who was not terrified the second they took them off. And that was some bachelorette I have never heard of. Hannah Brown?
6: (laughs) Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Hannah Brown. Uh, She's, like, well-liked, and then also it turned out she's been to like a lot of like plantation themed sorority Mm -hmm. parties and things like that well she was
4: the only one with no fear in her eyes when they took that black bag off her head that's all i'm gonna say i mean (laughs) i could i could see that too i mean
5: look she's been on the bachelor and the bachelorette she has no and she and she chose a guy who uh like appeared to have like a secret girlfriend, I think. I think that's I think that was the result. <laughs> she picked like a guy who like played acoustic guitar, and then it turned out he was like engaged already or something. I don't know.
4: Anyway, uh, listen to us talk about our friend Dwight cl- crawling through
5: mud. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I, started. I, I think they figured out his uh, his call sign, mm-hmm. sensei. Yeah. <laughs> well, I fuck i don't have that drop anymore do i (laughs) let
4: me see hold on (laughs) do i have that drop um i do not i thought i had a dwight drop though
0: i will say this
5: this like right from the beginning is the foxiest of fox shows Mm -hmm. definitely for sure yeah
4: um all right, I don't have a Dwight drop here. God, I, I gotta fix that
5: though. I'll, t- uh, I'll tell you right now, we're gonna be we're gonna be exploring some other Shack products because uh, um, I found out my my girlfriend has to to leave town for a week and a half, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a lot of freedom to mm. explore the world of Shack. What I'm saying, <laughs> Dadcore is going on. I might watch that Jeff Bridges show on FX. <laughs> um, well, while we're doing uh,
4: <laughs> while we're doing business, we might as well get some plugs out of the way. Sean, oh,
5: do you yes. have anything you need to plug? Um, I will be at SF Sketch Fest next weekend. Um, After party so. time. I know. Um, Don't forget
4: to go to that weird hotel and get your kind granola bar.
5: That's true. I'm excited for the spot. there hasn't been a sketch fest for two years. So um, I am. Where am I? I'm at the Brava Theater twice. Do I know my dates? Um, (laughs) Hold on. Uh, On the 27th, I'm at the Piano Fight Showcase on Friday night, which is not at the. Oh, maybe it is at the Brava Theater. Uh, Oh, it's it's got to be a piano fight. It's got to be a piano fight. Like, why else would it? That for those song, of you
4: not in depth with comedy uh, in San Francisco, Fight is a venue, as is the Brava Theater. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh,
5: yeah, there's a Fight in Oakland, too, uh, not, not far from my home. Uh, and then on Saturday, January 28th, I'm doing the special album release for my friends Corinda Dobbins and Daya Lakshmina Ryanon.
4: Mm-hmm. Great! Right. I said my last name
5: correctly. Yeah. I'm not going to fuck it up at the show. Yeah, I say it 15 practicing. times a day. Die is <laughs> pretty easy. I got to say yeah. four five letters. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that show will be cool. It's uh, produced by our friends at Blonde Medicine mm-hmm. uh, Records.
4: Love Blonde Medicine.
5: Um, oh, and I'll be all, and I'll also be at the San Francisco Punchline on Tuesday, January 31st, mm-hmm. headlining the All Stars Show.
4: Oh hell yeah! The he- the headliner.
5: Um, that's right uh you know and I was chosen by the coach's vote I'm not afraid to admit that.
6: Um
4: I uh was on the Frotcast, the Film Drunk Frotcast this week or last week with uh the other Joey in comedy, Joey Avery. Um uh, and we listened to Matt Lieb talk about how he watched Tar for about 30 minutes. Uh, he did not tell us to watch Tar none of us had seen Tar, but he really wanted to talk about
6: it.
5: <laughs> yeah, he talked about um what's the horror movie directed by the whitest kid I know
4: uh, uh, uh barbarian I've seen yes. that.
5: I hadn't seen it. He and Vince had seen it. When I was on the broadcast, we talked about Barbarian for like 25 minutes. I just tried to sneak in stories about meeting the actual dude. This one was was funny
4: because both Joey and I kept trying to change the subject to something we could talk about. And he just kept (laughs) ignoring it.
5: I mean, isn't isn't that kind of typical of the movie Tar?
4: I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, anyway, I... Oh, and
5: then next week... I'm really excited to see Tar. I'll be honest, though.
4: Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's certainly going to be, uh, the best, maybe the best movie ever directed by, uh, uh, anyone who was in the cast of Twister. Actually, that's not true.
5: Wait, Todd Field was in the cast of Twister? Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Um he's one
4: of really... the guys that he's the little brown haired guy yeah, 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 in the band. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did not make
5: that connection that's and hilarious. actually
4: that's probably not true i i really like the movie frailty directed by bill paxton
5: anyway um
0: <laughs> what about little children is this better than i do not
4: children? like i do not like little children um too sad
5: um i mean i'm 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 you know uh fair enough fair enough i i mean i gotta say i'm in the bag for parada though love love a tom parada i also don't like the movie in the bedroom um yeah it's probably it kind of makes you think it's gonna be a bummer right yeah uh-huh <laughs>
4: um anyway that was our todd field check-in
5: uh um, by the way did you know that election was based on uh the 92 presidential election i did know that yes i don't uh, know why i uh, anyway.
4: um all right um uh sorry sorry for the detour into the films of nick nightingale um he that's the character he plays in uh eyes wide shut sean anyway um uh also i will be on the oh i probably shouldn't be the one making that announcement i will be on a podcast i am frequently on that briefly canceled itself later this month (laughs) and now it's back uh i don't think they've announced that they're coming back yet but uh sherlock holmes that one together listeners all right um Sean. Yes. Speaking of the movie Twister. Yes. Um. Isn't Jamie Gertz in the movie Twister?
5: Yes, she is. She's the bad uh, girlfriend, I believe.
4: Before we do a bunch of reader mail, do you want to talk about her son real quick?
6: <laughs> um,
5: yeah, so, okay, so Jamie Gertz... Uh-huh. is married D- Dr. to... Dr. Melissa Reeves from, from Twister. From the Twister, that's yeah. the main thing that people know you from, uh, know her from. Uh, also, Star from The Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also... Uh, she, apparently she
4: was in an episode of Different Strokes with Andrew Dice Clay.
5: <laughs> well, she's on Seinfeld, she's Jerry's girlfriend who can't mm-hmm. spare a square. Mm-hmm, yep um oh boy she she turned down the role of rachel green on friends that Probably was a mistake. a mistake that was yeah definitely a mistake uh she is married to tony wrestler uh he has who owns the atlanta hawks he owns the atlanta hawks <laughs> <laughs> and uh he is from um uh apollo uh-huh. Okay. Global management. We the, can't get into this. Epstein adjacent. Yeah. Epstein adjacent. Yeah. He's so that's not... right.
4: That if by by six degrees of, uh, of Kevin Bacon rules, uh, yeah. that means that Kevin Bacon is at least four steps away from Jeffrey Epstein.
5: I mean, it's, this, this is not the. the... <laughs> most direct path, but yes, I feel like you could go straight from Robert Downey Jr. to Jeffrey Hussain. I don't know this, but that would be my best guess as uh, the direct path here. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, probably not from... I don't, I don't think Kevin Bacon is into that, though. Uh, okay. So, um... So, Jamie Gertz and Tony Wrestler own the Atlanta Hawks. Uh... Mm-hmm. They also, I think, are minority owners of the Milwaukee Brewers. Sure. Anyway, ignore um, that part. Just get to the. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> we got so to they- go
4: straight to her. failed son. Dude. Her second son,
5: Nick Resler, is taking control of the Atlanta Hawks. He's he was twenty seven born- years old. He was born in
6: nineteen
5: ninety five. You know, a lot of fun, um, and uh, yeah, he's. Um, he's he's coming in he's joining the he's basically forcing people out um mm-hmm. uh Travis Schlenk the architect of this current uh, amazing incarnation of the Atlanta Hawks the man who traded Luka Doncic for mm-hmm. Trey Young and uh Cam Reddish I believe was the yeah, deal yeah I believe. Bo-
4: no um, it's isn't it Hunter
5: I think it's Cam Reddish dude <laughs> anyway uh So he's he's taking over. So they're they're getting rid of the whole old guard. Rod Higgins is gone. It's never bad. It's never a good move to to get Mm -hmm. rid of Rod Higgins, baby. Uh, And they are basically turning over
0: operations to this. Twenty seven year old -old
5: boy. (laughs) Uh, Joey, look at a picture of him (laughs) at some point and just see uh, what you think. Okay, he hasn't posted on LinkedIn in a while. Um, he was Nicholas an img intern. wrestler, okay. Oh, yeah. no, uh oh, he was no. at Wasserman Sports. This uh, guy intern.
4: looks like
5: um, what would you say?
4: He looks like uh, he works at a boiler
5: room. He looks like he, <laughs> is, he has a Dapper Dan beard made of iron filings, so uh-huh. not Dapper Dan, the designer guy. Dapper Dan, the, the, toy, the, the, the yeah, toy, the magnetic, yeah, the magnetic iron filings toy. Um, but he's
4: definitely wearing like a boiler room suit, like he's about to get yelled at by Ben Affleck in like a closed, uh, like in an empty business suite that they're stealing money from old people from, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, he looks a little bit like um, a Musk reply guy. Like a guy, he looks like a guy, this, this LinkedIn photo look could definitely be the Twitter photo of a guy who is complete, who is not complaining that his Tesla won't stop for elderly people when it's in the, uh,
5: he (laughs) is complaining that it arrived six weeks late.
4: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Um so yeah the the Atlanta Hawks front office now contains uh Landry Fields the 34 year old uh most mm-hmm. famous for um being accidentally signed to a very large contract <laughs> uh to not successfully draw Steve Nash uh, to either
4: Atlanta. the Knicks or the Raptors I mean the,
5: the <laughs> plan was so bad um uh it, I believe he got injured in his NBA career and yes, was like he was a did. failure as an NBA player no, no. Just, but
6: when he
4: was not hurt, he was okay. He was pretty good.
5: <laughs> I wouldn't say pretty good. But I mean it, it, it just just basically he's only famous for anyway. Um and then the the cap strategy and administration guy um appears to just be a close friend of Nicholas Ressler. Mm-hmm. Uh he has not added Stop calling him Nicholas. This is
4: a Nick, dude.
5: <laughs> All right, you're you're right, he's a Nick. Um And he was uh, he worked he worked he worked as an intern during the NBC broadcast of the Brazil Olympics. (laughs) Great, Uh, and he was also a basketball. He's he's not very old. Uh, His. Work experience begins in 2014. Mm-hmm.
6: Well, uh,
5: he's 27. Still, yeah. Oh, he is 20. Well, Ryan Silverstein, I mean. Not, oh, not, sorry, sorry. I'm not I talking you were about, talking Nick, about Nick, anymore. Nick still. And uh, Grant Lifman, who uh, was, was the a Bad Warriors the creator, TV man. I believe he was the creator of a Bad Warriors uh, TV show so, and podcast. Uh, yes. and, uh, and then the next person they added was Kyle Corver, mm-hmm. who's Which... about to be an assistant GM. Which,
4: you know, Sean, the reason I brought this up uh-huh. is, um, you know how the Hawks kept uh, mirroring themselves over the, uh, after the Warriors, like they hired a bunch of old Warriors people. They drafted Trey Young saying he was the next Steph Curry. Um, I'm a little worried, uh, that. Now the Warriors are about to uh, mirror the Hawks in that uh, a fail son will be in charge, and uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. will be the assistant.
5: Chair. I mean that's that's not great, but I will I will say, um, at least Kirk Lakeup has been working for a basketball team for a long time. That is not the case with yeah. uh, Nikki Wrestler. Anyway, apparently the
4: reason Schlenk uh, and Nick were at odds is nick is the one who wanted to trade all that stuff for Dejounte murray and uh uh, um travis schlenk was like no that's too much for Dejounte murray yeah he didn't want to did it anyway
5: yeah uh (laughs) well i mean and the reason was a bad idea just just to simplify this nothing against Dejounte murray as a player uh but because the cap is going up Um, They can't they just can't extend him like no Mm -hmm. matter what happens, he is going to be an unrestricted free agent in a year and a half.
4: Well, and And, they also had to trade Kevin Herter, who is.
5: Yeah, to to get uh, to dodge the luxury tax and get Mm -hmm. a conditional uh, first round pick.
4: Which, Nick, maybe convince your dad to pay the luxury tax, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he he is
5: a billionaire. Like it's. It's not that big a deal. Anyway, we love Fail Sons
4: here on Round Ball Rock. Um, well, I would
5: consider him more of a lost boy, I would say, <laughs> to, to girt it up a little bit. Uh, would you say that he has been more or less destructive to their front office than a twister?
4: <laughs> Obviously more.
6: Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah.
4: Um, all right. But the other reason, the reason I wanted to bring the Hawks up before we uh-huh. got into our reader mail is because Sean, we got a voicemail about the Atlanta oh, Hawks. Oh, I love it. Look, okay. See, sometimes it feels like I don't know what I'm doing, but no, sometimes no. it feels like I do.
1: Mm hmm. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman for Tita please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for movie times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 3236 342 Once again that number is, 3236 342 please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. All right, Sean, we got a call from a
4: man. Well, actually, you know, that's, uh, we don't know. it From a person in Atlanta. Sorry, trying to be woke here. I don't want to assume gender.
5: Up yours, woke moralists. Um, <laughs> uh,
4: from someone in Atlanta who did not leave a name. Remember, if you're going to call us on the phone, please leave a name. Uh, and, uh, but it's a great call. So, uh, here's our friend in Atlanta, Sean.
6: Hey,
5: guys. Uh, my wife and I like to go to B-Dubs, uh, particularly during the pandemic, that is a nice little, you know, outdoor scene area, to watch Hawks games in uh, coastal Georgia. And most of the time we go, they ask us what channel it's on, which is a bit of a perplexing channel uh, question. Anywho, uh, my question is, who do you think has the least interested fan base and the least lowest widespread support? Uh, as a side note, my wife, on a weekly basis, is still heartbroken that they traded red velvet. Um, well. As she should be. Yeah. Let's just say that right <laughs> yeah. away.
4: Also, uh, your wife has a face she can, uh, now be mad at, and it looks like a dapper did. It has a dapper damn beard. Yeah, it's, um,
5: it's, it's, it's your so fault. Just call, call have her call her near, nearest boiler room. <laughs> Yeah, and just start
4: yelling for Nick wrestler. Do not
5: do not follow his advice. That is <laughs> that pharmaceutical stock is bad news.
4: Um so Sean, you did some research about this. I did. I did. So um, who in your estimation are the are candidates here?
5: So when I first heard this, my first thought was obviously the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, that
4: was also my um, answer.
5: But <laughs> part of that is Atlanta is a little bit different I would say because um people like a lot of sports there yeah it's not so much like disinterest in the Hawks as much as like they love college football and and professional, professional football, football and the Braves and, and the Braves and like <laughs> going out and uh-huh. you know like 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 it's a good it's it's sort of like too good a city if that yeah. makes sense yeah. Um. So I think, like, now this is obviously dependent on people's deals, and sometimes I don't know. Uh, but I just I found a a link to who has the best regional sports network ratings.
4: Oh, the best. Okay.
5: And I remember the the Astros used to in their tanking years get like numbers in the tens of thousands, I think,
6: mm-hmm.
5: which is pretty bad because I think Houston is maybe the fourth most populous city in America. Yeah. Um, so uh, you you would not be surprised to know that the number one in terms of the uh, regional sports network rating is the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think the Lakers would be higher, but I think they have sort of like a weird TV situation. Where well, it's not also directly all of their all
4: of their TV, all of their games are on national TV.
5: Yeah, so, that's that's yeah. also true. <laughs> uh, weirdly, the Cavaliers are second.
4: That nah, sort of makes.
5: Yeah, I mean they're they're like significantly ahead of the Sixers, who are third. Then it's Books, Bulls, Celtics, Spurs blazers pacers heat lakers all those
4: well and we should mention here that the nuggets don't actually count on this list uh if you remember right the nuggets have been fighting with their local cable provider and people in denver actually cannot watch their games
6: yes <laughs> so they're they're last
5: they are last on this list but it's i feel like i feel like people in denver want to watch the yes nuggets. like yeah, their, yeah. their attendance <laughs> is not wonderful but i think it's i don't know i feel like it, maybe maybe my internet sample is is distorted but i don't feel like they're i okay, know so,
4: i know actual nuggets fans yeah. like several of them
5: <laughs> so so second worst on this list and they might also have a weird deal because the number is very small is the orlando magic that That's... might be the <laughs> least compelling team in the NBA. But um, that, I feel like you can't really
4: pick on Orlando because they're like... They've, they've
5: been to the finals twice, maybe? Well, or... and also,
4: like, if I were an Orlando fan, I wouldn't want to get burned again either. Like, they've fallen in love with these these guys several times who have, like been lovable big men who were incredibly dominant who then uh spurned them in the worst ways possible. They they turned they turned <laughs> and then on both Shaq. Turned, I saw that yeah, newspaper yeah. poll. Uh, well the newspaper poll.
5: <laughs> but it did it 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 has been 10 years since Dwight Howard left. I'm not sure. Well look look. But would you want to root for bad here's my question, Sean.
6: Uh-huh
4: would you wouldn't you be guarded about rooting for another basketball player again if uh you felt duped so hard and i don't even mean the like being spurned by dwight i mean like what dwight became even after he left like that was your favorite guy like Mm -hmm. it's like being in the worst relationship ever
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then like you you leave and you're relieved, like, but you're still miserable and broke. Yeah, like
4: you fell in love with Dwight Howard and then he became a snake man who farts on everybody and yeah. now does special forces trading. Yeah, that's <laughs>
5: Talk- <laughs> um, OK. Third third from the bottom is the L.A. Clippers.
4: That to me. Look, well, here's the, the, the Clippers it- fans who listen to this show. Mm-hmm. Love the Clippers, yeah. and there are very good Clippers fans, but there are not that many Clippers fans.
5: Uh, I will say this number is distorted because the Clippers now have their own, starting this year, have a service called Clipper Vision. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, which is like
4: you can watch like eighty different feeds of the Clipper game.
5: Yeah, and you a watch- lot of the <laughs> a lot of the commentary is from people that are like. Sort of associated with the Clippers, like I think yeah. Big Baby Davis might be one of them. Yeah, like you can watch. Um, you I think can, Jamal Crawford's one of them, but
4: you can watch four guys stand around while oh, one Paul guy Peters dribbles. One yeah. Sean, you can watch four guys stand around while one guy dribbles on eighty different feet.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of them's just the uh, live feed of the training room. Yeah. Just a, a lot of ice baths for everybody. That, um, to fourth. me, is our first real contender, I gotta say. Wait, um. not Orlando? <laughs> okay, you know what? Fair enough. Um, okay, then the Brooklyn Nets are fourth from the bottom. See,
4: this is another good one. Um, like, I've said it before on this show, and I'll say it again. The Brooklyn Nets are not a basketball team. They are just, like... Coal that
5: makes the media machine go. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I do think that, uh, yeah, maybe it. I mean, look, I was in New York in 2021, and I, I believe, I mean, ironically, you could get uh, a free ticket by being vaccinated.
6: Now,
5: mm-hmm. um, that was before Kyrie, <laughs> did, but it was like, it was like the first round of the playoffs and it was like a two for one ticket deal. Yeah, I'm sure they weren't good seats, but at the same time was the playoffs. Um, I'm going to say that this is our first very strong contender. I don't I don't love this, but uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. I it, mean, it's, and it's
4: strange because I feel like if the Charlotte Hornets had just stayed
5: in Charlotte, they would not be on this list or they didn't have George Shirt but it's i mean the the franchise is 20 years old now
4: but you know what, I, know what mean? I mean like if they don't go to new orleans for no reason i don't think they're on this list i feel like they were a very loved yeah. and popular basketball team and then they left and then came back as the bobcats for no reason
5: well i mean and um, and in 20 years they've won 3 playoff games
4: yeah and they also and had the losingest season of all time
5: in yeah, there. which got them Michael Kidd Gilchrist <laughs> instead of Anthony Davis. And where did Anthony Davis go? To the old team that moved to New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's you know rough. what?
4: I'm calling it. Well,.
0: I think, yeah, it, I'm I, think, it. I think I think I think it's, it's, it's the
5: Hornets because everybody else it's they like love the-, the Wizards have fans. <laughs> yes, people actually really care about the Pistons. Uh huh. There's, there's no one else who's as disinterested. Even even the Pelicans get relatively good TV ranking ratings. I don't I don't I I think some of these t- some of these teams you look at on the list and it's like they've had bad ownership that is mm-hmm. leading to this. Charlotte right. has not had great ownership. But they are mostly trying all the like, time. And look, people just don't care.
4: I feel like you and I very specifically can point this out. And I can tell our listeners why I'm qualified for this. Yeah. Is because I guaranteed if I guarantee if we looked at the baseball version of this list, the Oakland A's would be at the bottom. But the Oakland A's do not have a disinterested city or fan base. They just have been abused by their owner. Yeah, yeah,
6: they're, yeah.
5: Um, I don't know what the answer would be off the top of my head in baseball, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I would feel like the Pittsburgh Pirates are in a similar situation where the fans are, like, held hostage.
4: Right, and that's kind of why I don't think it's Orlando, because I sort of feel like, the same thing has happened, but less ownership and more the actual like a player actually did it to them. <laughs> All right. So Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets is what I think saying. it's Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, but the I Hawks think... are close and the Nets and Clippers.
5: I got to say I mean, there's an the argument to be made for their situation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Given it's just like a lot of attention and sometimes when they, I mean, they have famous players, uh-huh. but. There is a certain amount where you're like, are you just here because you're in the city? Like, like, right? <laughs> you're in the same building as the You're parking pass. because the Lakers the and didn't have yeah. cap space. Yeah. Um. <laughs> no, that was a great question, though.
4: Yeah, excellent question. Um. All right, Sean. Also,
5: on, coastal Georgia sounds lovely. It sure say. does. I wanna, I, I wanna water.
4: eat some B dubs outside while. Oh, oh. The other thing I wanted to mention, though, actually. Yeah is as someone who has worked at a bar in a chain restaurant and had people ask them to turn the TV to a channel, I don't actually think asking what channel it's on is part of disinterest. It's that that person is hungover. The person serving you is hungover. They just don't. Like they know what channel it's on, but they don't remember cause they're hungover, and those jobs are hard. <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> I hear that.
4: Cause I would also be asking what channel, uh, San Francisco Giants game was on at the Bubba Gump shrimp company, even though I definitely knew, um, <laughs> Wouldn't uh, hand, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, y- you're up.
5: Oh, I was just, I was just thinking that like, uh, the, those buffalo wild wings commercials where they're like we're having too much fun can you make this mm-hmm. game last longer?" I was thinking like how angry the staff would be when that happened <laughs>
4: oh for sure dude
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: um all right uh we also got some uh some mail in text form Sean uh-huh <laughs> so uh let's go to the reader mail
1: This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots.
4: All right, Sean, our first question comes from our friend, the strongest man in Chicago, Patrick Cosmos. Uh, He says, got kind of an anodyne question about actual basketball, which don't do that. That's not for this podcast, uh, since it came up yet again. LeBron loves to take passive aggressive swipes at management for not putting the right team around him. So the question is, what percent of LeBron's teams are LeBron's fault? Obviously, the percentage has gone steadily up, but it's not entirely his fault.
6: Hmm. Um...
5: I
4: think it depends year to year.
5: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the Miami Heat, I mean, it's weird because I don't feel like he had as much of a direct hand at bringing people in as much as it was like, yeah, we can bring in Ilgalskis, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't really think he was calling the shots on, like, Ray Allen. Um, right. He would have preferred to keep Mike Miller that last year, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, he is extremely responsible for himself and Chris Bosh going to that team, which is sort of like 90% of the roster construction, Uh you know? Um,
4: But I would argue he really starts taking control of the rosters when he goes back to Cleveland, except I kind of think the... The core of the championship team is not really his doing like the the trade for J.R. Smith. Was a GM move, not a LeBron move like he asked for help, but like the help in LeBron's mind is not. Yeah, (laughs) the the help in LeBron's mind is not Timofey Mozgov. You know what I mean? That's
5: like a GM move. Yeah, it was Um, like. Trade some, trade some picks and get me that. Yeah. And get Dion Waiters the fuck out of here. But I also
4: will say uh, trading Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love after
5: they drafted
4: him was absolutely LeBron.
5: Yeah, I I think that's true. And, uh, you know, uh, I guess some of these are. okay. so like. There's a couple of like really basic moves where, like, uh, where you can point to where they're a hundred percent LeBron mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, axing Isaiah Thomas like the minute he got on to the Cavs. Yeah, that's LeBron, but uh, Kyrie yeah. leaving,
4: not LeBron, that's not a Kyrie LeBron. thing, <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: and uh, them getting a draft pick deck and not trading it in 2018. Mm-hmm. Not LeBron. um not LeBron all, anti-Lebron. Um I mean it almost feels like <laughs> I mean Cleveland did make make a deal in trading for Jordan Clarks and then Larry Nance opened the door for the Lakers to get LeBron. But I I don't really think that like LeBron isn't that no. kind of a uh so yeah this what? Lakers team. Let's right go now, through
4: the Lakers the, let's go through some Lakers teams. I do yeah. think That first one, that was like the Suicide Squad, right? Where they signed Michael Beasley and all those freaks. I do think that was LeBron's fault in that he said, get me vets who can dribble, who can create their own shots. I'm tired of doing it all the time. Uh And then moron Rob Polinka put
5: together that team via that direction, right? (laughs) Um. Yeah, Michael Beasley.
6: <laughs>
3: so Remember how weird
5: that 2018-19 was... <laughs> team? Let me tell you some people that are on that 37 and 45 team. We've got Lonzo Ball, uh-huh, Reggie Bullock, mm-hmm. my, the super cool bees, yeah, uh Kentavious Caldwell Pope, uh-huh. who basically was like a sleeper agent for clutch sports getting in there, uh Alex Caruso. Tyson Chandler, <laughs> uh, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma, JaVale McGee. That's a LeBron guy. Uh-huh. Mike Muscala, weirdly also kind of a LeBron guy. <laughs> Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, Mo Wagner and Ivica Zubac. Mm-hmm.
4: Which, you know, I do think LeBron might have more than one
5: championship if they'd kept some of those people. Well, I, I don't know why they didn't just keep Zubac. Like it's, it's every every time they're like, man, why does Anthony Davis? I mean, wish he didn't have to play center. I wish we just had someone who could just get rebounds and catch passes from LeBron. It's like, yeah, where where have we ever found that? Sean, why um, didn't they keep
4: Mo Wagner, a second round pick who, like,
5: I don't know, can hit a three pointer? Um, <laughs> what did they do with That's They so traded I they him traded the him.
4: Wizards at some point, I don't remember for what, but
5: uh, they got wow, he was a Cavs pick, he went in that Clarkson <laughs> uh, Nance deal. Uh, they traded him in the Anthony Davis trade.
4: Okay, never mind. Why? Why? All right, yeah. that's why. All right, okay, fair enough. Uh-huh. That trade. <laughs> That was a LeBron trade. That was LeBron, a hundred percent. Uh huh. But also, Rob Palenka screwed up that trade, if you remember right, um, by not remembering the cap rules and had to burn a bunch of stuff because he
6: uh, fucked it up. Yeah, I
5: think they <laughs> that's to not throw LeBron. In. No, I mean that, that's, that, that. LeBron doesn't need to. LeBron should not have to know the cap rules. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Fair, fair for LeBron. Um, he's he's extremely responsible for the Russell Westbrook. Trade yes, though, because they could have just had DeMar DeRozan and Buddy Heald and like one of those guys they traded.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Well, and probably like Alex Caruso still. Right. So that's that's extremely LeBron. So the current team, I would say, is like very much his fault because Mm -hmm. I also think that the Russell Westbrook trade had cascading effects that has made them not want to trade future picks Mm -hmm. and although that is Polinka, I kind of think it's LeBron's fault
4: I agree but I also think uh, there are certain people that are not LeBron's fault Um, like just consistently deciding Dennis Schroeder is the answer is not LeBron's fault (laughs) I mean, he, he, he actually has
5: help, though.
4: I know, but uh, uh, Patrick uh, Beverly, I don't think to pair Patrick Beverly with Russell Westbrook, I don't think was LeBron's I, fault either. I
5: agree, but he's uh, he's he's ballast, Joey. He is he is designed to be traded for mm-hmm. something else. Uh, um, Lonnie Walker, also not LeBron's fault. What about what about getting Mark Gussle? Is that LeBron? I do think
4: that was LeBron, yeah.
5: Andre Drummond, is that LeBron?
4: Yes. No, actually, I don't think that was LeBron. Okay.
5: Um, Kendrick Nunn, not LeBron. Keeping, uh, having 36-year-old Jared Dudley on the <laughs> That's LeBron, yeah. That's LeBron. Uh, Montres Harrell, LeBron or not LeBron? <sighs>
4: I think not LeBron. I think okay, you know what I think the Montrez Harrell thing was? I think the Lakers and Montrez Harrell saw a way to specifically screw the Clippers. they thought they could cleverly screw the Clippers. I'm gonna
5: say I agree. Yeah. Uh, can uh, I tell can I tell you someone else that I think is weirdly a LeBron? Yeah. Position? yeah, yeah. Alfonso McKinney. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Braun, dog. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right juan toscano anderson brawn or not brawn
5: absolutely brawn yeah <laughs> carmelo anthony Braun, obviously dj augustin uh, it, that's lebron baby avery bradley kent basemore darren kent collison Bazemore, no
4: avery bradley yes darren collison Darren Collison, I think, was just a guy floating around. <laughs> Dwight Howard? I think not LeBron, I uh, He's
5: LeBron. He's LeBron. Uh, I don't DeAndre know. DeAndre Jordan? LeBron, obviously. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I got to say that I don't really think... I think LeBron putting the pressure on the Cavs his last two years is a... Big reason that they ended up with, like, Antoine Jameson and Shaq and Ben Wallace. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that Sha- that LeBron wanted any no. of those specific guys, except maybe Shaq.
4: Maybe. Yeah, yeah.
5: Um, um
4: Maybe Ben Wallace, right? <laughs> that I that part.
5: <laughs> part. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. That question kind of bummed me out. I got to say, Patrick <laughs> Cosmos, unfortunately.
4: I think okay so I think LeBron I'm going to cut LeBron some slack on the Lakers roster construction Whoa. here actually. I think he is about 45% to blame. Because yes, he's made he's made some demands, but also I think a more creative front office um would take those demands more as notes and not just do them. And then also not like would be more creative around the margins <laughs> instead I'll, I'll, of just being like Dennis Schroeder again.
5: I'll say this. Uh, I think the Miami Heat would have been better off in 2014 if LeBron had more personnel power. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. I think he's maybe becoming a worse GM, but <laughs>
4: Sure. I just honestly think like the Lakers as a organization, it's like in their blood, like to not think to not bring in anyone new ever. So like when there's no. So it's like like Thomas Bryant has been really good for them again. But again, it's like, oh, once a Laker, always a Laker. Thomas Bryant, he's coming back. You know what I mean? It's like Damian Jones again. Here we go.
5: <laughs> like, I know, but. Well, they sign
4: uh, the same, like, 15 guys to both be the GM and play for the team all yeah. the time.
5: <laughs> I will say, though, uh, the Lakers are only two games out of the number seven. Yeah, spot. the West is terrible. And uh, two and a half out of the six.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: in fact, they are, they're, well, they're six games behind. Your number three seed on January nineteenth, the Sacramento
6: Kings. Mm-hmm.
5: I mean, that's that's a big lead, but uh, yeah.
4: Anyway, what's well, your if, percentage of fault, Sean?
5: Um. While I agree with you fundamentally about the Lakers, I think this is much like I think you have to give LeBron a disproportionate amount of credit in Miami. Uh that Westbrook trade is all him and that like that that's a meteor hitting the roster. Mm-hmm. And while I guess they could have been more creative in you know who gets a minimum contract, uh I, I think this is a full 70% LeBron. Fair. I think it's his mess mm-hmm. this time.
4: But I yeah. will say uh their champion their bubble ch- their fake bubble championship was also a hundred percent him um I mean it was you know a hundred percent Anthony Davis, but like his gming was it was a hundred percent him <laughs> um so you get your credits and your faults. All right,
6: Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Our friend some guy asks, "Geography is out. People hating hate basing things on east or west. The kids that yell slurs at me online tell me it's all about vibes. My question is, who
5: are the good vibes versus bad vibes all-stars?" Ooh. Um I mean, that would be a fun all-star game. Like, mm-hmm. okay, let's Can we can we do it in an all-star setting? Because I think we know who like the bad vibes. Right. You well, want know.
4: actual you want actual all-star players. Though. I want to separate these
5: guys. because yeah, yeah. like we know Ricky Rubio has the best vibes. Right, man. right, right. Javaris right. Crittenden has the worst vibes. Mm-hmm. So
4: let's look at I'm going to pull up the the vote leaders yeah. right now. Okay,
5: okay,
6: great, um, great, great.
4: Um, all right. So currently, Sean, mm-hmm. as of thirteen hours ago, uh your and your Eastern Conference guards mm-hmm. are how many of these how many guards do you want for the East? Say
5: four? Yeah, let's say let's do let's do four and five front court. Maybe okay.
4: Okay. uh so Kyrie Irving, Donovan Bad. Mitchell, Jalen <laughs> okay. Brown, James Harden.
5: Well, that's an easy two to do, I think. I don't know. I you think Jalen Brown has good vibes? I think in the aggregate,
4: yes. I think he's good. he's on the bad vibes team, man. Okay, okay. Well, oh, uh, right, we have four other guards. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Did, that was a little hasty. Yes. So, and weirdly, I would say one year ago, all four of these guys were bad vibes guys, but Donovan Mitchell has proven. You
5: can change your vibes. (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, do you, I mean, I think I I have a simple explanation for the Donovan Mitchell thing. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. He hates Rudy Gobert. Fair enough. Uh, He he was fine with the rest of the, remember when we talked to the Utah people and they were like, are there clicks on the team? And they're like, yeah, Rudy Gobert and everybody else.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, Sean? I'm going to throw in the the fifth and sixth guy here too, because they're vibes guys too. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I would say this guy's vibes have flipped entirely from Donovan Mitchell's. It's Trey Young. Ooh. Bad vibes, I think. Bad vibes, All Star.
5: Okay, so wait, let's get let's get the west guys in too so we okay. can compare them. Right, oh, Who's right. who's six? DeMar DeRozan, obvious good good vibe guy. Yeah. Okay.
4: Um that's why I kind of wanted to shoehorn him in because oh, gotcha. He is, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Cuz we uh, we had so many bad vibes guys from yeah. the Eastern backcourt. All right, Eastern Conference frontcourt. Giannis. Wait, wait, do the other uh, guards. So oh, you want explore. Western Conference
5: guards? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Cuz yeah, we got to go. have a good vibe. Yeah.
4: All right. Uh Steph Curry. OK, obviously. Interesting one here, I think, Sean, uh-huh. Luka Doncic. Oh, good vibes. See, I think he is like completely neutral vibes.
5: It's oh, he's, he's good for a, a teammate.
3: Yeah, he's, he's
4: he drove a, he a crazy Jeep
5: in here. He's silly. It's,
4: it's true. But he's also <laughs> like kind of a bad vibes player. You know what I mean? He brings like a. Like kind of a weird attitude to a basketball game.
5: (laughs) Uh, He's good vibes, man.
4: He's kind of like okay, you know how? God, I hate to be like a weird Gen Xer here, even though I'm not even Gen X. Oh wow, okay. But like, you know how? Yeah, you're talking about my
5: people here.
4: (laughs) You know how in uh uh like The Empire Strikes Back, like Luke Skywalker wears black all the time and is kind of a bummer. (laughs) Yeah. Luka Doncic has both Luke Skywalker's in him. <laughs> I just, like, I don't bummer Skywalker and uh like whining Skywalker. Like couldn't you see Luka Doncic going but I wanted to go to Tashi station for power converters what? I couldn't I don't I don't, I don't, I
5: don't <laughs> get the bummer Luka one um, though.
4: I just mean there's like a darkness to Luca I could see becoming bad vibes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I don't know. He
5: he seems pretty good vibes. All right,
4: here's a shining light of two shining lights of good vibes, I would say. Uh John Morant and Shay Gilgis Alexander.
5: John John Morant arguably, uh, I would say. Best vibes
4: in the league, maybe?
5: Well, I wouldn't necessarily say best vibes in the league as much as like. His vibes have a lot of momentum to them, yeah, you know what I mean like like there's a lot of there's a big why uh, vibe wake that he has yeah
4: Sean do you know
5: so and then Clay
4: Thompson is five um
5: he's obviously good vibes um
4: uh Russ is six, but we're not going that far. I do want to ask you though uh-huh Sean, do you know who is eighth in all-star votes for guards in the Western Conference? Jordan Poole? No. Uh, It's Austin Reeves. It's Austin Reeves. (laughs) I can't even believe he's on a ballot. He has more votes than Devin
5: Booker and De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Good Um, good for that young... uh, That guy, Joey... What you see from Austin? What was the most memorable thing about him in summer? Farmer league? tan,
4: baby. Farmer,
5: he had a farmer tan. <laughs> He's representing a certain demographic. Okay, so to me, um, if we're just going top five here... We're splitting them east and west, I mean, right? Basically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily think Donovan Mitchell has... Bad vibes. Bad no, vibes, but... but comparatively... He does not have better vibes than, than she, Gilgis Alexander.
4: Vibes. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and I, I will say Luca is the close one. See, I would say group. I
4: would actually say Clay is the close one in that group because Clay used to similarly to my light and dark. There's uh, been like a weird darkness to Clay Thompson lately that have
5: been weird vibes, not yeah, bad vibes, but, but weird vibes. <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, but I just I just think um
4: just like weirdly been... picking fights with people yeah. like like uh yelling at reporters about yeah, like yeah. not real reports like i mean uh... i
5: i i do agree with that but uh now that he's playing better that seems like it just totally just sure <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying
4: to me he's the he's the question mark over luca actually
5: um but they if all you... seem like they still have better vibes than Donovan Mitchell. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah.
4: obviously, yeah. And none of them, as far as we know, are anti-Semites. So Jalen Brown staying on the dark yeah. side. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
5: Okay. All right. Well, all right. We we have a we we disregarded the advice of our. Let's just do top five. What? Why was I think six? That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So.
4: Okay. Uh, your five Eastern Conference front court players. Okay. Finally, someone from the East is going on a different team, and it's Giannis. Okay. Uh, obvious good vibes, man. Yeah. Um. Then it's Kevin Durant.
5: Ooh, he's chaotic neutral.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, he right. He wishes he wishes he was chaotic neutral. He's chaotic evil, dude. <laughs> um. He'd tell you he's chaotic neutral, but while picking a fight with a suicidal child i don't know man when he when
5: he when he shit on his whole team and was like why would you expect us to win with these bums uh-huh. and then they just like ripped off like a 20 and 2 streak
6: mm-hmm.
5: that's like i mean all right, look, I'm not saying that's good vibes, but
6: <laughs>
5: dude has some some personal power. <laughs> um, <all> I'm saying. <laughs>
6: okay. uh,
4: all right, but Jason, yeah, you can't
5: really say he's good vibes. No,
4: Jason Tatum,
5: as much as I hate this, ta- good vibes, it,
4: good vibes guy.
5: I think his vibes are really good. Yeah, me and too. the can't ki- Deuce really really helps the the mm-hmm. kid.
4: Uh, here's another interesting one. I would say mm-hmm. could go either way.
5: Joel Embiid, good vibes or bad Ooh, vibes? Hard, hard to say. Hard I mean, vibes, I'm, yeah.
4: Questionable vibes.
5: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not definitely saying good. So I'm gonna say there's two clear good vibes here, but not. Uh-huh. I would not put Embiid in that clear category. <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> uh, also another question mark vibes guy. I would say in that his vibes. This next guy's vibes. I mean, clearly his team loves him, but they also are constantly like fist fighting on the bench and stuff. Yeah. Uh, He got dreads just for the media photos and then immediately Uh removed them. That's (laughs) good vibes vibes to me. That's good vibes to me. (laughs) That is Jimmy Butler. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like,
5: I would say his his vibes are definitely some of the stranger vibes, (laughs) like friendship with Mark Wahlberg, love of country music, um, all the stuff that happened in... Minnesota. Um, I will say I'm okay. putting an asterisk on some of the um, Minnesota stuff because sure. the, a it's a it's that organization, but yes. b yeah, um, he he was trying to get like like a lot of it was money based, right. and I'm kind of yeah. like yeah. I th- I would put him in the good vibes category, but I understand that.
4: I just mean he's constantly. I wasn't even
5: thinking about the Minnesota thing when I was talking
4: uh-huh. about the vibes. I'm thinking about he and Udonis Hasblum have to be like pulled apart like three times a year on the bench. <laughs> I,
5: I don't know, man. I think I think the I think the I think he gets so much grace from. Uh, big uh, from uh big face coffee yeah sure i uh, mean but yeah I, I i understand that he's not he's uh, again again i think tatum and Giannis. it's it's hard to really find mm-hmm. and i think and
4: bead and butler you could kind of throw either way uh, and i
5: wouldn't argue with you well and they love each other too so yeah. they're like hmm.
4: and then durant isn't on he's gotta be on the bad vibes team. I think he I'm has sorry. to be on the
5: bad vibes team, yeah.
4: <laughs> so we'll we'll see once we get to the West where where Embiid and Butler yeah. fall here.
5: Mm-hmm. Um all so right. there's three good vibes spots of three clear good vibes mm-hmm. spots available. Okay.
4: Okay. LeBron James, Sean. Bad vibes. Oh. I'm you think he's he's bad a, vibes. Yes, yes. Yeah, this he, year. No. Yeah. There's
5: no there's no one meaner. Yeah, he's bad vibes. Um, he's mad at the refs. He's, yeah, uh, he's also like, he's also like, it's not that much, I'm not sure that Kevin Durant was ever like meaner to individual teammates than LeBron has been mm-hmm. in his career. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like Kevin Durant is a real enigma and uh, can, can be a real dark cloud. But I can't see him just like never talking to a teammate. And I Mm -hmm. can see. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. okay.
4: Uh, All right. Obvious good vibes guy here. Nikola Jokic.
5: Yeah, there's not a lot to I mean, mean, there's still there are goofy vibes.
4: Yeah. And he also does. Again, he's a uh, a good vibes guy who does bad vibes things a lot of the time. Uh huh. Where he'll just like injure a Morris twin or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, but, I mean, is yeah. injuring
5: a Morris twin, is that such bad? Is that like a negative multiplied by a negative turns into a positive? Maybe. Maybe.
4: Um, It was pretty dirty. All right. Uh, Anthony Davis. And In- the guy hit him yeah, first. Sure. An- <laughs> Anthony Davis. Interesting one here. He's, Sean. A bad,
5: he's definitely bad vibes, dude. <laughs> like, it, I don't think that's even close. It's not really his fault, but he's bad vibes. His nickname sucks, he's awkward, he gets hurt a lot, like he can bad vibes. Bad. Um all right.
4: Uh this is a funny one cuz I think we would have said bad vibes until this year um cuz the vibes were questionable vibes for sure. Man.
5: Zion Williamson. Good vibes. Good vibes. I'll say Zion. this, this this man has been finding his vibes too. He was also yeah. he was also here's the thing. His vibes were so good coming into the league. Yeah. And, um, you know, with Anthony Davis, it's not exactly fair too because, like, I think if you get hurt a lot, it's uh, it's rough, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think I think he's I think he's uh, I think he's safely on the good vibes team here.
4: Now, this uh, last guy, I think, is our only true neutral vibes. man. Yeah. And that is Andrew
5: Wiggins. He kind of has no vibes. Yeah,
4: vibeless. I mean, his his vibes have improved, <laughs> but it's hard to. He is vibeless. There's is... well,
5: <laughs> who's sixth? The sixth he's like, is he's Paul like George. Uh, would you say those are bad vibes?
4: It's that's he's similar to Jimmy Butler to me. Where I'm like, you could put him on either side. Okay. I'll tell you what has good vibes. Number seven. The finisher, which, by the way, may be the best nickname in basketball now. Lowry-, mm-hmm. Lowry Markkinen, good vibes, man.
5: Yeah, were his? What were his? I don't think his vibes were very good in Chicago. No, or Cleveland, but they're good in Utah. <laughs> okay, so who's ultimately our our? Our bad vibes guards are, are all just a Jalen job. James Harden and Trey Young. Uh huh. And our bad vibes front court is mm-hmm. Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant, uh, LeBron James, LeBron James Anthony Davis, Davis,
4: and then pick two of Embiid, uh, uh Embiid, um, Jimmy Butler,
5: uh, I'm going to put Wiggins on the bad vibes. Yeah, now that (laughs) it's now that it's come down to that, so it's (laughs) Durant, LeBron, Davis, and then I guess I think I would put Embiid on the bad vibes team. Yeah, ultimately, I think that's over
4: Butler. Yeah, I think that's fair.
5: And then Um, our good vibes team is Curry, Doncic, Morant, uh, SGA, Clay, Giannis, Jokic, Jokic, Zion, Zion. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins, I would say, are closest edge cases. Yeah.
4: Well, and Embiid, too. I, I think all yeah, three yeah, of those yeah, yeah. are yeah. Th- like the same. Well, Andrew Wiggins is like, again, he's a uh, he's <laughs> vibeless. He's a vibe
5: vacuum. <laughs> you know, I would say I would say it's probably mm-hmm. slightly positive at the moment, but uh-huh. career vibes are definitely in the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think that's I think that's fair.
4: I would say uh, eight and nine um, are like uh, the vibe, yin and yang of each other. It's Draymond Green and Kevon Looney. uh, Well, Kevon Looney's
5: vibes are shockingly good. Immaculate. (laughs) They're the best vibes. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um, Draymond Green, the worst vibes. Um, They're terrible. Those vibes are terrible. (laughs) Uh, And then ten, a guy I would have thought would be bad vibes, but has... Apparently, great vibes. Demonis Sabonis Um
5: Yeah, he just it just. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say Miles Turner necessarily has good vibes, Mm-mm. but it just no. it made no sense that they. Both I
0: will centers. say
4: after Trey Young though, the East is all good vibes except for one guy. The East guards. We should go through those. Oh, the oh the below yeah, below, below Trey Young. Yeah, Demar okay. Derozan, great okay. vibes. Uh-huh. Lamelo
5: ball great vibes yeah uh, it's it, they're down right now but yeah his overall hard. vibes yeah. are great yeah tyrese halliburton great vibes I think His vibes are really good yeah
4: yeah derrick rose bad vibes but it's derrick rose yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do he's, he's just always on this list and i then, mean
5: well the thing is like he's like i don't think his vibes are that bad on the court he no. just his soul's vibes, yeah. That. His soul,
4: yeah. bad soul. Um, and then Darius Garland, immaculate vibes, yeah. Uh, I, 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 you,
5: what do you, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty uh, good.
4: also interesting in the back end of the east front court after Jimmy Butler, Pascal Siakam. Um, uh,
5: I think good vibes, say, but
4: sometimes bad vibes. Sometimes uh, sometimes bad, yeah. Yeah, another edge case. Kyle Kuzma used to have the worst vibes. I think now, his great vibes, vibes are actually
5: pretty good. Yeah. yeah, now
4: he's a great vibes guy. Paolo Bancaro, great vibes. Yeah. Julius Randle, bad vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Claxton, no vibes.
5: I mean, when... <laughs> God, there was a hilarious. I I have to say, I did not catch a lot of Nets sons tonight, mm-hmm. but the best moment was. Um... Nick Claxton had to intentionally miss a free throw at the end Mm -hmm. of the game and he couldn't hit the rim to make it count while Reggie Miller's like, just shoot it like you normally do. You always miss. Just shoot a normal (laughs) free throw. It's really good. Really good Reggie Miller moment. And
4: then we should do the back end too after Clay on the West guards. Uh, Russell Westbrook
5: not as the vibes are not as bad as as people and
4: also the vibes are not his fault (laughs) no I actually
5: think his personal vibes are pretty
4: Pretty good good. yeah same um dame you'd think would be a good vibes guy I think is actually a bad vibes guy um uh but he the, the press would lead you to believe he has good vibes but secretly he's a bad vibes man that's my take on Damian Lillard um, Austin. Reeves. I don't trust his
5: vibes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Austin Reeves. No vibes. I <laughs> think he's a little. Yeah. irrelevant vibes.
4: Yeah. Devin Booker.
5: Good. Kinda, vibes. They're good. They're good vibes now. <laughs> yeah. And now I mean, he's, he's not like, with a Kardashian. Yeah, he's like guard. Vibes are escalating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, ooh,
4: yeah. <laughs> uh, and then deer and Fox. Edge, edge
5: vibes. Edge, yeah. Like, <laughs> Good vibes now, but like,
4: but like, it feels like it could derail at any moment, and it will be his fault.
5: (laughs) I thought he had. I thought he came into the league with amazing vibes. It's hard to, (laughs) boy. I mean, you got to have great vibes to. You know, Sacramento. I gotta say, enormous vibes upgrade this Mm -hmm. offseason. Yeah, even though they traded Tyrese Halliburton, ultimately while they got rid of a great vibes man, they uh removed a lot of friction. Mm-hmm.
4: Well Sean, um we were gonna do about five more mailbag questions, but I think yeah. we're out
5: of time. <laughs> <laughs> well let's not, we should we should fit I think uh I think the last few are pretty quick. Let's do let's do the next three. Okay. Yeah. Um because one of these is maybe Something I, I would like to talk about the last question with a guest because it's it's a deep topic. Okay, yeah.
4: Um. So, Sean, our friend Hannes Becker asks, <laughs> "What are things Bill Simmons defines as soup?" I'd guess his argument structure is more like Malcolm Gladwell's Nigerians are the best basketball players. So, my guess would be that Bloody Mary is also a soup. Ooh. Um, what is his soup starting five and six man? All right. And first off, mm-hmm. um, I have to find this drop. I never can remember what I named it. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, uh, I believe I we should think... ban the,
5: yes, go ahead. Sorry. Good. No, go ahead. Play the drop. Sorry. I was I trying believe
4: to we fill. Should ban yeah. the. <laughs>
1: The no. DH, <laughs> i believe we should ban the dh long putters extra points the nit and pickoff throws you really want to know what i believe i believe in the four point line i believe soup is the
4: perfect food i believe in a bell all right Sean.
5: <laughs>
4: yeah what um, are things bill simmons decide defines our soup is chili I, a, I think the way we get here yeah is does bill simmons think chili is a soup
5: I think, yes, I don't, I think he's relatively, I don't, like, I would not, I would not say he's like Malcolm Gladwell. I think he's actually fairly strict on a soup definition, but I think that chili clearly counts as a soup. I think he would consider ramen to be a soup as well.
4: See, I think he would not consider chili a soup. Wow, okay. Um. I do think he would consider ramen a soup, but not chili. Okay. Uh,
5: here's uh, chili Chili to me seems like it's definitely soup.
4: Would you put soup on a hot dog?
5: Um. I can't think of a soup I'd put on a exactly. hot dog. Exactly, that's, why, that's his argument, put, though. But I wouldn't put chili on a hot dog either.
4: But, they, but people do. Like, a chili dog is a food.
5: Yeah, like you, you would, you could put minestrone on a hot dog. Have you ever seen that before? (laughs) People don't, but I'm like, but that's a, that's just a weird, arbitrary definition, right? But but we're talking about about Phil
4: Simmons is here. That's, I'm just saying, this to me is the argument he would make. Also, I think someone who says soup is the perfect food is someone that doesn't actually like food very much. Okay, you do not like soup very much, too. Right? I think soup, I like soup, but I think soup as a meal is a bummer. Ramen do- and pho don't count. But like when someone's like, oh, I made a pot of chicken soup for dinner. It just reminds me of being poor. Um, um
5: I'm, I, I well, I like making soup, so I guess I'm. But like, I right? like a
4: bowl of soup like that comes with a sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just yeah, the yeah, idea yeah, yeah. of like uh, my dinner tonight is liquid with some chunks of food in it
5: bums me out. I, I'll, I'll eat. I'll eat chicken soup for dinner or like minestrone or something. Yeah, I don't eat I don't have that big a variety of soup. I guess. I, actually, I guess. I guess I'm with you when it comes to like, uh, like. When someone's like, I made a, like a, like a, a soup that doesn't have. Cause noodles or protein. Yeah. Like I feel like chicken soup is like a fun variety of ways to just have solid food. You know what I mean? See, to me, it and depends what's in it. Like, the same yeah. Way. yeah,
4: if but like, like but there's some noodles in it, like fine, but like a, bowl of clam chowder is not dinner to
5: no no a cup of clam
4: chowder is an appetizer
5: (laughs) yeah that's my take (laughs) especially if it's like a cauliflower soup you know something that's like the same consistency all throughout i will make an exception for pea soup anderson's but that's like a really specific Mm -hmm. carve out in the soup law Okay. Um so what's but, bi- what do you yeah, go ahead. Again,
4: I think Bill Simmons would argue that chili is a stew and stew okay. is not a soup. Ooh, that okay. is my argument. That's Look, and again, that's not my argument. This is Bill this Simmons. This is so. I think Bill Simmons is dumb argument. Like he's okay. cuz he's into weird
5: rules. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. He's got like, he's got to have seven rules. And it would be like a thickness thing, right? Like, like, well, it would be an odd number of rules, too. Yeah, it wouldn't be a 10. Yeah, it would be
4: a pyramid of rules. (laughs) Okay, but I think he would think chili and beef stews. I think it would be thickness. He wants a a broth, a brothy soup, I think.
2: Because again,
4: to me. A man who says soup is the perfect food is a man who does not like food. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so what do you what's
5: what's in his starting
4: five? Well, New England clam chowder because it's where
5: he's from. Mm-hmm. Not right. Manhattan Chowder, though. Mm-hmm. That, no, he, no, yeah. he no, this regionally even He though would he's... have
4: a three-page-long
5: footnote
4: about how Manhattan Chowder sucks that involves Sully and a strip club mm-hmm. and eating soup. The and one this, time he did coke then, in his 20s or whatever, and then the, um, yeah, <laughs> the, this
5: porn star just poured the soup all over her head. We we're like, "Welcome to Manhattan, that. Peter Holmes." All right.
4: The <laughs> other thing he likes to talk about a lot is uh, how he's Italian.
5: He loves talking about. Well, he's only he's 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 Italian. half Italian, John. I
4: know, but he loves. Oh, he loves so talking a... about how his his mom would make. Uh, like a an Italian thing, and yeah, yeah. I so I think he would have pasta e
5: fagioli. Oh, I think I think he's top five. <laughs> I think I think he's just going straight Italian wedding soup. Yeah, or sure, because yeah. I think he I think he would want the thing that literally says this uh, you're right. Soup you know what, Italian, you're right. Yeah, 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 like yeah. yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay. Um,
4: I think okay he loves americanized chinese food anytime he has anytime he has david chang on he's like talks to him about like this one this one chinese food restaurant that is like a chinese food place like that was popular in the 50s in los angeles so wonton soup is number three
5: Oh yeah yeah yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think that's yeah yeah for sure. <laughs> and there's like one specific place and yeah, like Yang Chow. Kind of thi- he
4: will not stop talking about the restaurant Yang Chow. He's got a he's got a
5: theory that uh like the the, the wonton soups like the point guard of the Chinese mm-hmm. meal. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs>
4: um
5: <clears throat> Okay, okay. Yeah, and it's and it's like a little <gasps> bit bland too. Yeah, I mean, yes,
4: exactly. <laughs> um All right. His MVP Ooh, is okay. just the chicken soup, though. Right. It's just chicken soup. He's like, Larry Bird. Noodle. Yeah,
5: no, Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. He'll be like, he can do anything. He can play. He can guard one through five positions.
5: Uh-huh. Uh, and also right. he he gave up oyster crackers after interviewing Steve Nash for his podcast mm-hmm. in like 2007 or something.
4: All right. And then number five. OK. I think he's going not a soup at all with number whoa, five. Whoa, okay. I think he says the bread bowl is in oh, his starting
5: five. That's, that's <laughs> in the starting five. Yeah, like
4: even though I bet he's a guy who is gluten free now, I bet he'd put the bread bowl at number five. Yeah, just for just Doesn't for. Does feel like he'd be a guy
5: who's gluten free now? <laughs> he probably is. Good. Well, I mean, I think he. I don't think he. I don't think he eats a lot of carbs. I would say that for sure. I don't know if he's gluten free, but I wouldn't be surprised, I guess. (laughs) Um, And then so his sixth, his sixth sixth one, he is
4: going to pick the first foreign soup he can think of. To try and make the other ringer, the younger ringer people think he's woke. Th-
5: I think he's going to say Gus Pacho
4: without maybe ever uh, eating it. Just because he's like,
5: eh, Gus
4: I was going to say pho, but he'd say it wrong. Uh huh. I and think he'd say pho. <laughs> um, and he's also never eaten it. No,
5: no, for sure. And it's, yeah, it's going to be something that, like... He heard, he saw Mallory Rubin mm. DoorDash once. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, but I like your bread bowl argument because he'd, <laughs> he'd start talking about how he'd rather be Robert Ory than Charles Barkley. Uh-huh, yeah. And that, that like, yeah, the bread bowl just knows how to win. mm mm-hmm. Um,
4: And yeah, then, yeah, his sixth man would definitely be whatever the last foreign <laughs> soup he heard of was, but yeah, not he- ramen, because here's what would happen... The person he would have on his this podcast would say ramen and he will have never heard of like actual ramen. And he just thinks of college ramen. Yeah, and he'd and be furious. No, no. He'd yeah. be screaming at the person about how you could even call that a soup. Yeah. Um. All right. I think that's 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 uh, the I, episode. That's I, the and episode, also buddy. he does not think bloody uh, Bloody Mary is a soup, though. No, I, I don't think so either. He thinks a Bloody Mary is what you order. Uh, when you're on your fourth blackjack
5: dealer. (laughs) Um, what Joey, uh, both you and I, I think, have enjoyed Bloody Marys in the past. I love it. Look, I've been sober for seven years now, and Mm -hmm. the Bloody
4: Mary is actually the only cocktail I ever want. It's the only one I ever crave.
5: What's the latest you've ever ordered a Bloody Mary?
4: Well, i have to admit something when i first started drinking (laughs) i thought i thought like i like spicy tomato juice i would order a bloody mary at like one in the morning and then have like people so mad at me like right (laughs) when i turned 21 and then i finally realized like oh these take like forever to make you can't have a Bartender, do this right when while he's you're, busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm honest i yeah. personally believe that you that the Bloody Mary should not just be a morning beverage. The Bloody Mary should be available all the time. Like, fuck the accoutrements. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. A savory was, beverage is
5: amazing. I I agree. I love I love it on a plane. Mm-hmm. I don't think of it, but yeah, if I was just like. Don't worry about it. Just just like put the stuff the in celery, I don't need the celery. I don't need a shrimp
4: hanging off. Like, yeah, don't cook any don't bacon. Don't put any
5: bacon. Just yeah. just can you make a Bloody Mary and not?
4: But the problem like, is, is there's still so much shit they have to pour yeah, in there. Like this has to become a societal. The society has to change for this so then they can bulk make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They can right, mix all the spices in the Worcestershire and the and horseradish. They can, just,
5: they can just have it in that little in, fridge the, in the cooler, there. yeah. Yeah. Um I agree. I'm I'm with you. I society needs to change because it's I've I, it's better late. Like it's mm-hmm. that's the time you want a little bit of like sodium and tomato and yeah.
4: yeah. Like a two AM Bloody Mary is amazing. Yeah. Um, I only ever do that in Vegas.
5: Uh, Vegas rules are different, as Bill Simmons would explain.
4: Also, don't make me
5: as a 40 year old man
4: say the words Virgin Mary. (laughs) That's the saddest thing in the world
5: when I order one.
4: Yeah. Can it just be? Uh, Can I just a Bloody Mary with no alcohol?
5: Yeah, that seems like. (laughs)
4: Let me order that. And do not say. Do not make me repeat the words "Virgin Mary" back to you, because it's a bummer. It's
5: it's a bummer for everybody. <laughs>
4: All right. Nobody wants. That. <laughs> All right. Queen Ozymandias asks Sean, "Have you mm-hmm. read anything fun
5: lately?" Um, uh, I finished the Kenzie and Janeiro series of books. Oh, I wouldn't so say good. That's that that last
4: one's not that.
5: That last one's a rough one. But it's just not it's not as good. But I, but then you get to the end and it's like it makes sense why it's like that. Yeah. But don't you still
4: kind of want like three more, even though it's like a yes. pretty, pretty it, obvious it, finish?
5: It's definitely over. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I love those books. So that was that was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Um,
4: Great books, though. Well, I highly recommend the Kenzie and Gennaro. My That's my favorite. Look, I talk about Bosch and the Lincoln lawyer a lot, but that is actually my favorite Mystery thriller series uh-huh. is Dennis Lehane's Kenzie and Gennaro series, which you might have seen gone, baby, gone, which is weirdly the middle book in the series.
5: <laughs> yeah, I've gone from. Um, I used to read more like rock and celebrity biographies mm-hmm. that were like a little bit trashy. Now I'm really into uh, reading books about uh, like nightmare startups.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: So I guess, I guess the one I'm reading right now is about uh, Uber mm-hmm. and uh, just some good, like just hating some douchebags. I mean, I thought mm-hmm. the obvious, I think everybody's pretty familiar with Theranos now, but bad blood was a really good book
6: too. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, um I haven't read anything I've loved. We both read Desert Stars, the latest yeah. Bosch book, uh which, which was psychotic. Really, pretty, pretty insane. Um uh
5: and then I kind of think you uh can't really go wrong with a uh Jennifer Egan book. I got to say, mm-hmm. my current favorite novelist uh I would I would say that maybe the one I didn't like as much was the Invisible Circus, but Visit from the Goon Squad, mm-hmm. Manhattan Beach, but uh, look, Sean, look at me,
4: the Keep—they're all killers. Sean, if we're gonna recommend a book though on this podcast. There's only one book we will recommend, and it is...
1: Right now, at a minimum, you're looking at accessory after the fact on the armored van robbery <laughs> with three associated homicides and a bank robbery, including the murder of an LAPD sergeant during its commission, one of my partners, and three uniformed officers, the killing of Roger Van Zant, and, in addition to that aforementioned carnage, the killing of an asshole named Wingrove.
5: That's
4: oh, right. Yeah. The killing of, it should be called Heat 2: colon. the Killing of an killing Asshole of Named Wayne
5: Grow. Um I read it and now I'm going to listen to the audiobook. Heat
4: 2 <laughs> is the best book of the year. Uh it's the best book of the decade. It's the best movie I saw this year. Everyone should just read Heat 2. Um yep. All right, Sean. Um our last question comes from our friend El Hafnaro. Uh mm-hmm yokohama mas uh excellence has mascots named pick and roll what would the mascots good. for round ball rock be uh and i mean i think we've answered this before maybe mm-hmm. um but it's obviously don nelson is one
5: <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> i mean it's like it is like brook and robin yeah. lopez yeah ironically that they're mascots <laughs> yeah um but i th- i think
4: my at least personally i like to think of round ball rocks mascots being don nelson and anthony randolph
5: um, so I would I would not mind having like mascots named Run and Gun mm-hmm. and one's like a real goofy rabbit. Mm-hmm. And then like literally just like like a handgun that runs around <laughs> and he's always he's like Elmer Fudd. He always loses out. Wow. But yeah. Um,
4: now actually, you know what, Sean? I want our mascots to be <laughs> Tango and Cash. <laughs> Um, but they're literally like someone has turned Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell into like mascots, you know, like Fluffy from that yeah. movie. Um, that'd be pretty. Yeah, tight. those are our mascots. It's Tango and Cash. and Cash. Yeah, <laughs> or X versus Sever. One or the other. It's X and Sever or Tango and Cash. Um, all right, Sean, that's our episode. Uh. We did our plugs. Sean, did you write a song?
5: You know, I'm going to hold it for next episode because uh, I I will be recording a bunch of songs uh, when I am uh, alone in an apartment for a mm-hmm. week. Which is about <laughs> what's going to happen? Uh, I've got a couple on doc, but I uh, I I moved in with my girlfriend and I have not had as much. Um, I don't know if we're quite at the stage of our relationship for me to uh,
4: be singing. I get it. Yeah. yeah.
5: It didn't. I'll. I'll I'm going to start laying some tracks down. The new, the new song is a Rolling Stone song. I'll say that. Okay.
4: Well, that'll be on later <laughs> um, in a separate episode. Um, as for me, you can follow me at Frankie Muniz where I'm probably going to get horrifically injured. <laughs> driving for nascar um which is what i'm doing now if you want to keep up with me there um i mean i hope i don't but just knowing how my tweets go i'm a little worried about myself physically doing this Uh, i've joined (laughs) minor league nascar um (laughs) trust the process trust the process and uh shut it down everybody welcome the new round ball rock mascots tango and cash and x versus Sever.
0: hello this is neil diamond asking you to like rate and subscribe to round ball rock especially all my friends in beijing where it began daryl was checking facebook started tweeting about hong kong He got ratioed Tillman made him delete it Knew the backlash would be strong Bots Retweeting bots Houston's out no rockets highlights on you, A tweet got Daryl fired. China thinks free speech is no good. No good, no good, no good. Tum and stock declined because his GM was rude. But now we. Look at Leaning. They've cut ties with the Rockets. They're only backing heaven Turner. It costs Tillman cash. He's gonna fire some bus boys. His next GM will use a burner. See. jinping cracking down banning pre-season games too a tweet got terrified dark out this will rule no more. no more no more no more no more hard and apologized but his jersey's not in the team store in Shanghai. You know, I once got into a trouble when I uh, sang the song "Cracklin' Rosie" in front of Chairman Mao. Didn't realize that the translation into China, I called him a cuck. Gerald got fired. The next job never looked so good. But I'd be surprised If no one's died from Tillman's food A tweet got terrified The situation is lose, 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 lose,
3: lose, lose, lose. But I'm
0: terrified NBA got owned by Ted Cruz